We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Uh, we are in continuing exploration of Al-Ghazali. Here we are starting with the book uh, on self-discipline and improvement of moral character, remedy of the heart diseases, also published as Disciplining the Soul. Okay, uh, let's jump right into it. God, exalted is he, and his prophet, sallallahu loved one, in praise of him, and in order to make manifest his blessings upon him. Assuredly, thou art a tremendous character. Okay. So, وَإِنَّكَ لَأَخُلِقَ الْعَظِيمِ So, right here from the start, we have a purpose of, of disciplining the soul. It is character. Good. And, and think about the different ways we define being religious. Often we define being religious as fulfilling all of your fara'id, you know, your, your obligations to pray, to fast, and stuff, and to do that perfectly and to do it tremendously, right? And that is true, but that is not the whole picture. Part of it is also perfection of character. And so a prophet, one of the, goal, one of the responsibilities of a prophet, peace be upon them all, is to call all of us to Allah, to call all of us to la ilaha illallah, but theirs is also the responsibility to be the model, Right? And so Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the ultimate model of character. And this is something we all take for granted, that we don't talk about enough. Because we all say, you know, he was al-Amin, that he was so truthful, people could not even conceive of a lie coming from him. And that was even before he received revelation. Right? Um, but we're saying that is also central to your Islamic practice. That if you are someone who is fulfilling your acts of worship, but you have bad character, there's something wrong in that picture somewhere. Likewise, if you're a Muslim and you have good character, but you're not fulfilling your acts of worship, there's something wrong there, right? And another way to think about this, character is what you give to other people. Acts of worship are what you give to Allah, okay? So if I'm praying, I'm giving my prayer to Allah. Zakat, even though the form is I'm giving it to someone else, essentially I'm giving it to Allah because I'm fulfilling an obligation to Allah, okay? And character, if I'm speaking the truth to someone, I'm giving them truth. If I'm fulfilling commitment, I'm giving it to them. But who is a true beneficiary in both cases? It's actually me, right? Because if I'm speaking the truth to you, then I'm keeping my heart clean. If I speak a lie to you, then I'm putting filth on my heart, right? So I'm the true beneficiary of good character. And likewise, obviously, if I'm praying to Allah, I'm the true beneficiary of my prayers, either by the result of the prayer itself or by whatever Allah gives me uh, because of the prayer or because of the fact that I'm doing the prayer. So character here is central and the Prophet, peace be upon him, is khuliq al-adhim. He is on um, a profoundly great character. Okay. And Aisha, may God be pleased with her, said, the character of the emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him peace, was the Qur'an. Okay. This is something we've also heard many times, right? You know, what was he like? His character was the Qur'an. Now, there's a few ways to think about this. One is um, the obvious point that he is embodying the Qur'an, which is now put both of those lines together. We're saying a consequence of me embodying the Qur'an should be great character, right? That the more I read of the Qur'an, the more I reflect on the Qur'an, the more I act on the Qur'an, it should be improving my character better and better and better. And this is the strange thing that we find about too many, not all, too many Islamic uh, Muslim celebrity preachers, uh, too many uh, activists, too many people who focus on engagement with power. Uh, we take all of them as having good intentions. 
but it's strange how we find bad character in so many people, especially when they speak of backbiting, right? Uh, backbiting is fundamentally bad character, right? Naturally, in some cases, you are going to talk about other people, right? So there's narrations where the Prophet, peace be upon him, tells Hudhaifa, another companion, don't tell anyone else that these three people are hypocrites, okay? So the Prophet, peace be upon him, is telling Hudhaifa about three people who are identifying as hypocrites, that they're hypocrites, okay? So there are times where you do need to name people, that's, but what I'm speaking about is when you're just gossiping or saying nasty things or speculation about people. Okay. And then what else are we saying here? Who's the one who's saying this about him? His wife, right? If there's one person who knows you intimately, it's going to be your spouse, right? And very often spouses will list out all of the flaws of, of, of the spouse, right? And she's saying, yeah, I mean, I know him as intimately as anyone in the world does. And his character is Quran. Okay, continue. A man once asked the emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him peace about good character. And he recited his, his statement, exalted is he. Hold to forgiveness and enjoin kindness and turn aside from the ignorant. Okay. okay. So this, mashallah, this is from Surah 7, Surah Al-A'raf, uh, 199. So uh, just about at the very end. And this sums up what character is. Number one, Hold tight to forgiveness. What are what are benefits of forgiveness? Or no, first, what does it mean to forgive someone? How would you translate that? How would you define that? In a way to get past the wrong that may have been inflicted upon you yeah. by their hands yeah. and to set aside resentment that may have resulted mm -hmm. towards that person. Yeah. yeah. So someone does something wrong to me. And then what happens first, I feel the actual physical effects. Maybe they physically hurt me. Maybe they said something horrible to me, and that hurts. And then what also adds to that is, why did they do this? Right? Maybe they even had a purpose that I understand, but still there's a question of why. Okay? And what that might also include is, why did Allah allow this to happen? Okay? And so right from the start, there's at least three different uh, ways that you're getting hit. The actual action which could be a betrayal or a physical act of violence or verbal violence, theological violence, then what was their motivation for doing it? And then on top of that, you know, how did Allah allow this? And then on top of that, you know, it just stays with you. There's some things that we carry maybe for years. And this is the interesting thing I'm just noticing over the course of life. You would think that each decade you get older, you get more resilient, but it doesn't work that way. You're probably, in terms of if you're growing up in American culture, you're probably most resilient in your 30s, right? So let's say something happens to you in your childhood, something happens to you in your teen years, you know, you get through all the way through your 30s, but then when you start getting into your 40s and 50s, a lot of those things start catching up with you. If you didn't work to resolve them, then they even hold more weight on you because they've been with you now for maybe three decades. So it's kind of like something's growing within you and it's holding you down. So one of the benefits, like you mentioned, of forgiveness is that it's allowing yourself to let it go. Okay? And that doesn't mean forgiveness is easy. Like one of the movies we watched in our class, Kenya Rwanda, mm -hmm. right, about the Rwandan genocide, they said forgiveness is the, is the hope for a miracle. Right? To be able to truly clear your heart of whatever this person's held against you or done to you, which means if you're forgiving, you're going back to normal with that person. You may know that, okay, this person has this character problem, so I shouldn't, be, uh, I shouldn't go in that direction, 
right? Or if I give this person money, I know they're going to they're gonna lose it. Mm-hmm. So it could mean you still behave differently after what you've learned about them. Um, but it's, it's uh, a major part of forgiveness is just being able to clear your heart, right? So you actually feel lighter. And that is very hard to do, right? Because it's like forgiveness almost like cobwebs. It connects to different parts of yourself. And you have to try to pull it all out of yourself. Okay? It's tough. But this is central to character. To be able to forgive. Why? Why is it central to character? To be able to forgive. Because if you hold on to things, then it starts affecting the way, not just how you approach the person, but how you interact with them. And uh-huh. again, it adds, you, you'll have this like aura of negativity yeah. associated with this person, uh-huh. and that plays into the way you interact with them. Yeah, and it'll affect not only how you interact with them, it'll affect how you interact with other people. And so this person did this one thing to you, and then that person did this one thing to you, and that other person did this one thing to you. If you can't bring yourself to forgiveness... These things are all going to start collecting. And you're going to see yourself as always just being hit by everybody in the world. And it's going to make you start looking at yourself as a victim. Okay? And on top of that, it may give you an excuse to be bad to them or to be bad to other people. So the inability to forgive or the refusal to forgive becomes a doorway open for us to lower our standard of character. So they lied to me. Well, I'm going to lie to them. Well, they lied to me. I'm going to lie to everybody else. Right? Um, and then the second part, call to what is right. Okay. You know, uh, so the word, this is what is Amr uh, bil ma'roof. This is something that appears over and over again in the Quran. So you also keep emphasizing what is right, keep directing people to what is right, keep focusing on what is right. Okay. So what is that doing? That's reinforcing other people, that's reinforcing yourself. Reminding yourself, this is proper behavior, this is proper behavior. So keep alhamdulillah on your tongue, especially when good things happen. Right? And then what is the last part? Turn away from the jahils, the ignorance. So what else are we saying? What is a major part of good character? Who do you spend your time with? Okay. So we got three realms of a person here. One is your heart. That is where forgiveness takes place. One is your tongue. How do you use that? And one is your company. Your company will affect you. You spend more and more time with a group of people, all of you will become like the same person. Okay. which would be somewhere of a mixture between each and every one of your attributes. And so those people who are jahil, who are ignorance, stay away from them, because they will affect your character. Okay. And they might affect your character by making you arrogant about them. Right. That if you see these people as having low character, you might fall into the trap either of getting your character like them or become condescending to them. Right. And so what, you should, uh, what we want to bring ourselves to do in matters of the heart, if we see or hear something bad in our mind, regard it as repulsive. Okay? And with your tongue, you know, respond to it right away with astaghfirullah. Okay? And then, in the company that you keep, try to keep company with people who are upright. No one's going to be 100% upright. And some people are going to be upright in their tongue, but not upright in their actions, or, you know, in terms of their, their speculations, what have you. So everyone has good qualities. And the, so the point is that sometimes what it means to stay away from the jahils is during these hours, you don't hang out with those people. Right? Let's go. Okay, let's continue. Then he said, may God bless him and grant him peace. It is that you should seek re- reconciliation with those who avoid you. 
give to those who withhold from you and forgive those who deal with you unjustly. Okay. So this is a narration by Jabir, uh, one of the companions, one of the Ansars from Medina, may I be pleased with him. So what else is he saying? Okay. Keep good relations. Okay. Especially with those people who break off from you. So, uh, one of the points that we discussed in our Al-Fatiha class a long time ago is that one of the central themes of Islam is connection. Okay. Try to keep, keep good relations with people. And if people are turning away from you, try to figure out how to have good relations with them. It doesn't mean you're talking to each other all the time and smiling, but when they think of you, they have to either feel compelled to think good of you, or... They just, uh, they have to allow themselves to think good of you. Which usually means if someone's turning away from you, it could be something that you did. Right? Sometimes, maybe other people have spread nasty news about you. Right? But try to keep good relations with people. Okay. So what's the, like, what's the scope of that? Because if I think about, you know, my daily life, yeah. or just people that I've interacted with perhaps a year ago because we were in similar classes, but right. now we've just, like, fallen apart. Yeah. Um, like, how much of an effort do you have to maintain to keep in touch with yeah. people? Yeah. So this is, this is not necessarily the same as, as keeping in touch with people because over the course of your life, you're going to drift apart into other directions just because of how life goes. Yeah. Here we're speaking more about if there's, like, a break in your relationship, okay. right? Like, a conflict happens. Mm -hmm. Try to resolve those conflicts. Okay. This takes effort, but character in itself takes effort, right? Character is not just as simple as, all right, you speak the truth. Character is a difficult, th a difficult thing to sustain, right? And so one of the things is to keep good relations with those people who've broken off from you, okay? And for those people who are holding back from you, okay, give to them, right? So be indulgent to those people who are being the opposite with you. Right? So what would be the opposite of being indulgent? So here, like miserly or withholding, be especially indulgent with those people. That is a way to keep your heart clear. Mm -hmm. That, okay, someone always seems to exclude me. You know, they always leave me out of the party, they, you know, and such. You be extra friendly with them. You be extra generous with those people. Okay? What will that do to a person? What will that do to yourself? What will that do to that person? I mean, I guess to them it demonstrates that good character that you perhaps were talking about yeah. earlier where you're saying, you know, by acting by acting with good character you're setting you're being a reminder to yourself but also in a reminder to uh -huh. others around you. So in that sense, that act of inclusion uh -huh. um, demonstrates that for both of you. Yeah. Also for yourself, um, it, and it sounds funny but it's kind of like you being the bigger man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that situation. Yeah. It also feels good to give, mm -hmm. right? And so the ill will that you might get in your heart because they're excluding you by you being the bigger man taking the high road, it also also release your heart too. Yeah. But if that's the general pattern, I guess what I'm, what I'm wondering is at, one, at what point are you allowed to perhaps feel like some self, like some um, some sense of self-respect, uh -huh. where you don't want to constantly put yourself out there. Yeah, sure, and sure. Wait for someone else. Yeah. Um, because I feel like in any true relationship, things go both ways. Yeah. 
And you are going to have those situations where things don't go at all uh, both ways. Mm-hmm. And none of your relationships are obviously going to be 50-50, yeah. right? Some are going to be 75-25, and that includes marriage too, right? Mm-hmm. And all of these things are not you lowering your own dignity. These are statements of your dignity, right? You know, you're being a jerk to me, uh, but that's fine for whatever reason. Okay, I don't know what the reason is, but I'm going to be generous with you, right? doesn't mean you're going to go out of their way, out of your way for their approval. That's different. You're not looking for their approval. It's just you're being generous to those people who uh, don't seem to know how to be generous to you, right? And so when does that happen? That's when those issues come up, right? And the third point, once again, forgive. So the beginning and end of character is forgiveness, Okay, um, let's continue. And how much time do you have till one thirty? I think a little bit longer. Okay. And he said, "May God bless him and grant him peace." I was sent only to perfect the noble qualities of character. Okay, think even about that. The prophet, peace be upon him, says is a report to have said, "I did not come, or I was not sent, except to perfect character." That's how central it is in Islam. And the question that I always raise is, what do we have to offer everyone else? that every community doesn't already have. We have a set of promises that if you follow this way, this is what will happen to you on the other side, right? So do they. We say our promises are true. They say their promises are true, right? We say here's how life works. They say here's how life works, okay? Um, So one thing that we absolutely should have is strong character. If the Muslim community, by and large, has the same character as all the different non-Muslim communities, we are doing something wrong, okay? If my character is ultimately not different than everyone else's character around me, then I'm doing something wrong. Okay. Uh, I should have the best character I can possibly have. Okay. And this doesn't mean that people of other religions aren't focusing on character. We're saying this is the model of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Right? That ours is to be perfect and perfect character. Okay. okay, continue. He said, may God bless him and grant him peace. The heaviest thing to be placed on the scales shall be fear of God and good character. Okay. So that's interesting. I gotta look at the Arabic because this one does not mention fear of God. So it's probably referring to taqwa, but I don't see that uh, here in this reading. That's interesting. But nevertheless, that's again, on the day of judgment, that's how big good character is. And think about it this way if people are looking at you as a person of belief and you have bad character, what is that telling them about your belief? It's corrupt, right? or there's nothing special about it. If people see you as a person of belief and they see you as having good character, that will, that will raise their esteem both about you and about your beliefs, right? This is especially hard for women, especially hard for hijabis, because you are automatically you know, the advertisement of Islam, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so there's all kinds of unnecessary pressure put upon you um, that, is, that uh, a lot of people don't realize, right? And so that becomes too much of a, of a, of a burden for, for a lot of women. Right, and that's something that each each individual woman has to has to wrestle with, but nevertheless, um, I'm not excused from the fact that what I present as character, what I live as character, reflects Islam, reflects my Islam. Good. A man once came to the emissary of God. May God bless him and grant him peace from before him, and asked, "O emissary of God, what is religion? Good character," he replied. Then he came to him from his right-hand side and asked, What is religion? Good character, he replied again. Then the man approached him from his left and asked, 
What is religion? To be told, good character. Then he came from behind and asked, What is religion? Have you not grasped it? The prophet replied, It is that you do not become angry. Uh-huh. This, is, this is a fascinating uh, a narration for a couple levels. So, this person is asking the prophet, peace be upon, okay, tell me, what is deen? What is deen all about? So the prophet says, good character. Then, for whatever reason, the man's not satisfied. So he asks again, you know, Ya Rasulullah, tell me what it's about. I already know that. Good character. Ya, can you just tell me what it's really about? Right? And so what's actually happening? This guy is being upset. And this is one of the big destructions of good character. Right? So this guy was actually illustrating it by his own behavior, asking about character. What else is interesting, this parallels the way, she, this is not speaking of the person, but this parallels the way shaitan works. Because shaitan says to Allah, I'm going to ambush them from in front of them and from behind them and so forth and so on. So this guy is not ambushing the prophet, peace be upon him, but his anger is growing and shaitan is the one who influences his anger. Okay, right? And so... So he keeps going back over and over for the same uh, question. There's that similar hadith, a very popular hadith, where someone goes to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and says, give me advice. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, says, la taqdab. Right? According to some narrations, it's Abu Dhar uh, al-Ghafari. But anyway, he says, uh, give me advice, don't get angry. Okay, give me more advice, don't get angry. G- just give me more advice, right? And so anger also goes hand-in-hand with impatience. Okay, Because character by definition, also means patience. Anger is a type of impatience. Okay? And so the ability to restrain my anger is, by definition, patience. And if I have patience, that will also cool off my anger. Meaning, I know I'll get what I need at some point. Mm-hmm. Right? And sometimes it can be frustrating, but still, you still keep yourself to, to, to patience. And so if this person had enough patience when he went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, okay... This is the messenger of God talking. Okay, i got to go focus on good character. Because the prophet, peace be upon him, was telling me this is what I need to hear. Mm-hmm. And, and so, that was the prophet's polite way of saying, don't grow angry. Okay, continue. It was once asked, O emissary of God, what is inauspiciousness? Yeah. Um, just shum. And he replied, bad character. Okay. Uh, keep reading. A man said to the emissary of God, May God bless him and grant him peace. Give me some advice. Fear God, he replied, wherever you may be. Give me more, he said. Follow a sin with a good deed, he replied, and you will erase it. Give me more, the man said. And he replied, When you deal with people, do so with goodness of character. Okay. So a couple of things here. Um, <clears throat> when you look for bad signs, no, when you look for signs of doom, Mm -hmm. that's not good character, okay, because you're looking for reasons not to trust God, so like, uh, you know, let's say, you know, we have some hypothetical person waiting on a med school uh, admission, (laughs) right, and then something else happens in her world, and she thinks maybe this is a sign I'm not going to get in, okay, yeah, don't do that. Because that is, I'm not saying you're doing it, obviously, right? Um, that is a path to bad character. You should look for good signs okay, that give you hope. 
and erase your hopes, and then you might be afraid because, well, what if I don't get in? But you still had hope, right? And, yeah, you're like, huh? <laughs> and so what I'm saying is that uh, a lot of times in our era, we're too afraid of pain, and so that also means we're too afraid of, of having hope. And we're too afraid of investing ourselves in other people because we're too afraid of pain, right? And so, so yeah, if you see a good sign, something good happens, maybe this is a sign that I'm going to get what I want, right? And then you don't get it, but you still spent that hour happy prior to it. And that person will be a happier person. Yeah, for your generation, it's especially hard, but it's also hard in my generation. But then look at this person. This is also said to be Abu Dhar al-Ghafari, uh, and how different it is than the previous person. Previous person says, advise me, uh, good character. Tell me more, good character. Tell me more, good character. In this case, okay, advise me, and the first instruction is fear Allah wherever you are. What does that do? I think it's like a constant reality check yeah. about your condition as a human, um, and also your obligation both to like your faith, your spirituality, uh -huh. um, but also just like realizing the humility that uh -huh. comes with being human. Yeah, yeah. And so, so when we are behaving, we're conscious of what are other people noticing. The real thing to be conscious of is what Allah is watching. And then this also applies when we're at home, when we lower our guard and, the, and our family sees more of us. And this especially applies when we're all by ourselves. Right? So, always be conscious of the fact that you're never alone. That Allah's watching. And in terms of character, the default you should have is fear. Okay? So, in terms of what happens to you in your life, when you look at your future, mm -hmm. because Allah is the source of rahmah, the default you should have is hope. Mm -hmm. But how you're going to respond to that rahmah, your default should be fear. Meaning, am I going to fulfill what Allah requires of me? Am I going to fulfill what would make Allah happy? Be fearful that you're not. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's not so much to be afraid of Allah as much as you're afraid of falling short. Okay? Because that's what it means then to be afraid of Allah. Because Allah is not going to be unfair to you. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of what you have, uh, what Allah has in store for you over the course of your life, your default should be fear. You're going to have tests. Mm -hmm. but, or I'm sorry, your default should be hope. You're going to have tests, but overall, your default should be hope. Okay. But how you respond to it in your conduct, in your character, your default should be fear about your own self. Right. And then, so, in this case, the companion is saying, okay, got it. I will apply that. Now I'm ready for more. Okay, anytime you do wrong, follow it up with the good and it'll erase it. So if you say something wrong, astaghfirullah right away. If you do a bad sin, at the very least, say astaghfirullah, but try to replace it with a good action. Because what happens, when you do a bad deed, you put a black spot on your heart, which then affects your intentions, which slightly corrupts your future intentions. Okay? Then you do another bad deed, it adds more black. Okay? So when you do a bad deed, it puts a black spot on your heart, and as quickly as you can, do some sort of good deed in some capacity to wipe off that black. Okay. And as we go through this, a lot of this I think everyone already knows, but really, really consciously try to implement it, like from the moment you leave this room, or even before you leave this room. And then he says, okay, got it. Give me more. Whenever you deal with people, have good character. So now put these uh, as rankings. In your heart, your default should be fear. Mm -hmm. 
in your actions, you will do wrong. But just follow it up with good as much as you can. And then that is going to strengthen your heart. So then when you're interacting with people, be good with them. How are you on time? It's 1.40. Okay, uh, continue. He was asked, may God bless him and grant him peace, which was the best of deeds, and he replied to have a good character. Take it back. He said, may God bless him and grant him peace. Never shall God make good the character and create it from... A, sorry. Okay, I'm going to start over. Okay. Yeah. Never shall God make good the character and created form of a man when allowed him to be devoured by hell. Okay. Said El Fadeo, yeah. the emissary of God, may God bless him and grant him peace, was, one, was once told that a certain woman fasted all day and prayed all night, but was supposed was possessed of a bad character so that she injured her neighbors with her words. There is no good in her, he said. She is of hell's people. Okay. So, uh, some positive and then some scary narrations. So, number one, best deed you can have. There's many narrations, what's the, what's the best of deeds? Like, you know, do consi- something consistently, even if it's small. Here, have good character, which is also an act of consistency. Okay. But this is interesting. You're not going to have good character and a good presentation of yourself and go to hell. Think about that. It's possible for someone to have a good presentation and have bad character. We call that person a hypocrite, mm-hmm. right? They look really pious, they seem really pious, but they actually have bad character. We call that person a hypocrite. But if they look pious and upright and they have good character, that is not a person who's going to go to hell. So what of that can you control? You can control both of those. Mm-hmm. You can control your character and you can control uh, your form. Okay. So then we have the opposite scenario. Uh, you have this woman who is doing the hajjud, which is such an important, powerful prayer. And she fasts day after day, but her character is bad. So look what the prophet, peace be upon him, is saying. She has no good in her. That's pretty frightening, isn't it? Now, what else? How do we put these together? You have a person who's praying every night, and people know that she's praying every night. Okay, so maybe she's telling people. And nobody knows if you're fasting, right? Especially outside of Ramadan, unless you're eating. So maybe she's also telling people she's fasting, right? She's revealing these private acts. The Hajjud is one of the most private prayers you can make. Fasting is one of the most private things you can do in public. So obviously she's telling people, right? And then on top of that, she has bad character. So her prayers and her fasting are pretty much empty. She's going through the motions, but they're pretty much empty. And then her actions are bad. So her default state is actually bad character. You know, there's that funny cartoon in Urdu online. You know, these two guys are watching this man who's praying namaz, who's in salah. And the guy behind him is saying, in Urdu, you know, I once saw this guy, his sajda was going on for so long, I thought he died, so I called an ambulance. Right? They're like, mashallah, mashallah, because he had such long sajdas. And he's just busy praying in front of them. And then the guy, while he's praying, he looks back and says, I also pray sunnah, right? And they're like, mashallah, mashallah. So he was just basically praying so people watch him, right? So who's he actually praying to, right? We're not going to say he was worshiping other people, but he wasn't actually praying to God. He, um, he was, you know, um, that he was just basically praying so other people see. And so what are we saying here in your acts of worship? 
you try to make them focused on God, not on other people. Okay, let's stop right here. Uh, what page is that? Okay, so of the orange edition, we'll stop at page 8. I already closed this text, so I forgot what page it's on. All right, subhanakallahumma bihamdika, nashadu illa ilaha, illa anta nastaghfiruka natubi ilayk. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika, nashadu illa ilaha, illa anta nastaghfiruka natubi ilayk. Subhanakallahumma, glory to you, O Allah, wa bihamdika, praise and gratitude are to you. Nashadu illa ilaha, illa anta, we bear witness there is no God but you. Nastaghfiruka, we seek your forgiveness, wa natubi ilayk, and we turn to you. Wa akhirat da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. May Allah tell the word you all.